For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. For new people, I'm Tygen Layton, the guiding teacher at Ancient Dragon Zen Gate. I'm very happy to have uh, giving the talk tonight, Ruben Kaller. Um, some of you may not know Ruben. He's although he's now the uh, manager of our Audio Dharma podcast and uh, regular doan at Ancient Dragon. Uh, Ruben's uh, relatively new to Ancient Dragon. He's been here through the pandemic, and I think was at a- at Irving Park a couple times before that. But he's uh, long been a practitioner. He started, I think, at Chapel Hill, where Michael Soder also practiced, and some of some other folks here, uh, and was a, a long-time practitioner in San Antonio. He also did a pra- full practice period at Tassajara Zen Mountain Center, and I'm very happy to have Ruben with us. And uh, Ruben's going to give a, what's called a um, uh, way-seeking mind talk, just a basic introduction to how he came to practice. Thank you very much, Ruben. Thank you, Tegan. I want to start by thanking my teachers, um, who are innumerable. I hope I can say something. <laughs> Um, I found, um, while preparing for the talk, I found, um, this clip from my application for the practice period of Tassajara, basically just speaking to where I came from, and I wanted to start here. Um, I'm grateful for the depth of practice my parents both modeled for me. My father was a Methodist minister, applying all the training methods of that lineage to awaken to the divine. Meditation, prayer, ceremony, community, faith, study, moral accountability, journaling, and service. My mother, fully indoctrinated in South American Catholicism, demonstrated a life of devotion, ritual, perseverance, generosity, and hard work. I'm grateful to find all of these elements as a part of my life today. From both, I received an abundance of love and support, which is ongoing. Um, joining me in the room tonight are my cat, my partner, and my girls, who just walked in. Um, so as a crew. Um, I was ready to um, robe tonight, put on my uh, monk robes. There's something wonderful about being swaddled in layers of love. (laughs) I got in my closet and I saw the next t-shirt was uh, uh, this, um, which is 
an image of some ninjas and one ninja with his hair on fire. <laughs> you know, I'm not very good ninja. And I was like, oh yeah, there we go. That's who I am. <laughs> He's trying really hard, man. <laughs> um, hmm. I've done this twice before. Um, once for the San Antonio um, Zen Center. And it was super brief. I had zero preparation. And uh, kind of just blah. And uh, everybody kind of looked at me like, is there anything else? <laughs> and uh, then again at Tassahara during practice period. Um, and I have to say there's something to be said for uh, giving a talk where in a small dining room, there's 40 people who have been doing nothing but concentrating for two months, all staring at you. <laughs> um, it's very intimate. But here we are on Zoom. And here we are on Zoom. So today I prepared a bunch of uh, names and places and dates, and I hope to build a narrative out of it, because um, that's what humans do. We make sense out of what's here. Um, I heard once that one instruction for Zazen is to take this egg that is my idea and just break it right away. So instead of trying to make sense and try to, to uh, present myself as a coherent, sane person, let me say that this all started... Um, from a long accumulation of terrible life decisions where I was functionally insane. <laughs> um, I uh, articulate my way seeking mind moment as uh, a porch in San Antonio, Texas with my wife and uh, We were discussing uh, how to move forward. Uh, we were in a really bad place, and I was not particularly interested in um, being helpful. And she said, I, I think I'd been sober for three months at that point. And she kind of looked at me at one point in the conversation and said, are you planning to drink again? And I said, of course, like, obviously this is a show of good faith. And like, I'm showing that I'm working hard, but I'm, I'm, I fully, I'm not ever going to give that up completely. <laughs> like that's nonsense. And, uh, she looked at me and said, you are insane. And like the moment of grace is that I believed her. <laughs> In that moment, something clicked. I said, oh. Maybe she's right. And so it began. Uh, this search to try to find sanity. Um, I've been in 12-step for in, on and off for 20 years at that point. Um, so like, I didn't have a lot of faith in that process because it hadn't worked for me uh, or I hadn't worked with it. Um, and, uh, there was a recovery meeting at the local Zen center 
And I was like, ah, <laughs> maybe there, because like I had this idea that I needed something, right? The solution, I needed a solution. And I knew from my previous time in 12 step that uh, a spiritual awakening was the result of the 12th step, right? You do these steps and you get a spiritual awakening. And man, that sounded good. <laughs> like whatever that was, I needed it. Um, so, but I didn't want to do the God stuff. Uh, it hadn't worked for me. The people in the rooms hadn't worked for me. I didn't trust them. I didn't like them. Uh, but maybe at the Zen Center place. And so I showed up um, for that meeting. And uh, there was somebody there that I'd known from a different part of my life. And he later tells me he didn't recognize me because I was so <laughs> despondent, <laughs> so fallen apart. He had no idea who I was. Uh, in that room, we used the... Uh, 12-step readings that come out of uh, San Antonio, no, San Francisco Zen Center. Um, so I had the privilege later of visiting uh, that meeting. And uh, it's another lineage I'm a part of. Um, a little before that, I started studying Tai Chi uh, with Namir Karma, a uh, good spirit Tai Chi Chuan. That was my first successful concentration meditation. Um, I, uh, somewhere in the beginning of this whole beginning messy process was doing a lot of trying to sit, uh, like at home, I would go to a room and turn off the lights and sit there about three minutes and then go to sleep <laughs> because it was too hard. Um, but I was sitting 20 minutes a week with the group at the Zen center and it was torture. <laughs> it's hard to like, it was torture. It was really, 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 really painful. It was in all of the ways it was hard. Um, and it didn't change for a really long time, but like I saw something was changing in my, in my life. Um, so like, so I had my Tai Chi practice that was, well, I would come out of class and cry in the parking lot <laughs> because I couldn't be as good as I wanted to be. I couldn't do the things I wanted to be doing. Um, but I kept going back. And I think that's kind of indicative of this whole thing. Um, to say I'm so grateful to Amir. <laughs> he gave me love and support and encouragement and uh, modeled how to be human, <laughs> which is to say imperfect. <laughs> and to own and apologize for your mistakes. Um, I remember the first uh, all-day retreat I did at um, Zen Center, in which uh, I made it halfway. And I remember running out almost screaming. Uh, which was, But then I was like, I'm never doing that again. But it was so terrible. Uh, like, I was so terrible. And I remember the first time... I went to an actual sit at the Zen Center, you know, a Zen sit. And at the end, everybody stood up behind their sabotons and was like, what are we doing? Why are we chanting out, handing out books? What are, is this chant stuff? This isn't, this is, what is this nonsense? I felt so betrayed. It was great. Um, we're supposed to just sit. Isn't that what we're doing? 
I came, I came for the sitting. I came for the fixing. I came to be better. So in that time, um, I think it was after that, that incident with the chanting, I was like, this place isn't working for me. And also these people aren't very friendly. Um, these Zen people, like they're all very quiet and they don't like say hi. So <laughs> I found the Shambhala center in town and, uh, uh, like they were super friendly and it was super colorful and, uh, they had lots of things on the wall and it was pretty and, uh, I really spent a good year deeply involved there. I took refuge um, in April of 2013, which was three years in sobriety, um, and uh, was given the name Sultan Kunga by uh, Acharya Mohardin, uh, which means discipline, all joyful. Uh, I remember I walked into the room for the interview with him, uh, and he, they asked some questions and I kind of told them where I was at, which was desperate. <laughs> like it was very clear this was life and death. Um, it was very clear this was life and death. And uh, they kind of nodded and said, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife was there with him. And uh, as I was leaving the room at the end of the, the interview, she stopped and she stopped me and said, you know, Underneath all of that, <laughs> I see something shining through. <laughs> There's something really joyful there. And I think together they came up with this name, Discipline, which for me was uh, what I needed added to this mescal of my life. And uh, the joy, which is what I was, what I, the gift that I already had to work with, um, that was so buried. Uh, I'm grateful to Doria Cross, to Mo, uh, all the teachers taught the classes, to the Kyoto Kudo instructors who, uh, lent me their bows, <laughs> um, and for this, this first shot at like spiritual community. Um, that was really, really, really lovely. Hmm. And in this period, uh, still that first year of sobriety, I hit, I was spending time everywhere I could. Um, so as well as Shambhala Center and sitting at the meeting. And uh, I shouldn't mention, I probably did a thousand 12-step meetings that first year. Um, <laughs> conservatively 600, <laughs> but between the two. Also spent a lot of time with uh, the, yellow, the Yellow Dog Sangha. Um, led by Randy and Anita Gribben, who come out of Spirit Rock. And uh, what beautiful people. <laughs> like, what beautiful people. Like, one of the gifts of this, this particular path that I did early was that I got to see so many different ways the Dharma was, was expressed and taught and transmitted. And, like, everyone was different. And everybody was soft. <laughs> and everybody was so full of love. <laughs> and there wasn't a right way. <laughs> Like I and I needed that so badly because I'm always looking for the right way. I don't want to screw up. 
I definitely don't want you to see me screwing up. <laughs> um, but like, here's something where there was no right way. And all of these people expressing it, expressing wonder and awe and joy and love. And these are the things that my dad used to talk about, but like, I didn't have any connection to it. And now I, I did. It finally was starting to click somehow. So I founded several meetings, a hard recovery meeting at Shambhala Center and a refuge recovery meeting. It's the second one at the San Antonio Zen Center. At least one of which is still around, which is cool. Um, it's bigger than I am. And uh, in summer of 2014, I asked Colin to be my teacher. Colin was Colin Gibson is the abiding teacher at uh, San Antonio Zen Center. Somewhere along the way, between 2013 and 2014, I came back <laughs> to where I started. and was like, oh, this is home. <laughs> like, I've tried out all these other places and all these other ways. And like, oh, like the simplicity and this. Um, being together and taking care of the world together. And I experienced so strongly in Zen. Um, so, um, no matter what song I'm in, no matter who I'm sitting with, I'm so grateful. So in December 2014 was my first Rahatsu, and I, the only one I missed since was the one in the beginning of COVID, and uh, my life was a little chaotic then. We'll get to that if we have time. Um, time is it? I'm oh, cruising along. <laughs> uh, Colin suggested I attend a Vipassana 10-day, um, so I did um, at the... Uh, um, at Donner City, which is in Kaufman, Texas. It's in the Asanguenka lineage. And, like, there was a lot of things I rubbed against. Um, most of the Dharma talks, like, I took serious issue with. But the sitting and the practice and the people were great. Um, I remember leaving there so deeply in my body from, from that particular practice, from that style of sitting. It was like, oh, this isn't for me. But man, I learned a lot. <laughs> um, like really, really ground into something, something different, and it really informed my my tai chi practice and informed just how how to sit on a cushion, how to be in my body on a cushion. What is this body? What's it doing here? So in uh. I asked to take the precepts, to accept the precepts. I asked to be given the precepts. Um, I started sewing. And <laughs> that was a terrible year. <laughs> um, 
I wanted it to be perfect. Every stitch had to be perfect. And um, you know what? It pretty much is. And although as you can tell the difference when uh, Colin came in and saw me measuring the stitches with a ruler and said, uh, no, <laughs> you don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> um, it was really painful. Um, and it all works. <laughs> I was given the name, uh, Myoshin Tozan, uh, which I understand is, well, I can look, <laughs> is, uh, Clear Heart Ascend Mountain. I'm still working with that. In that period, I started also sitting with the Quakers in San Antonio. And I cannot recommend a community highly, more highly than the Quakers. <laughs> and November 2015, I joined the San Antonio Zen Center board and uh, helped to uh, the process of buying a place. <laughs> um, when I say helped, I mean, I was present for it. So don't get any ideas of getting me on that committee because I don't know anything. <laughs> but like, I showed up, which is what I've been trained to do. Um, especially when I don't know what I'm doing, I show up. In 2016, uh, a month before I uh, did Jukai, um, my partner invited me to join her in Boulder. So I left my tenured uh, position um, very happily uh, and went up there for a couple months before we transitioned to North Carolina. And uh, just some shout outs to Boulder. Uh, thank you to Lee Fife and Beth Rosenfield, who uh, teach uh, in the Chen Menching lineage of Tai Chi. Thank you to uh, Christian Dilio Roshi, who teaches in Baker's lineage at the Boulder Zen Center. And thank you to the priests at the Hakubai Temple, also in Boulder, um, or a different Soto lineage. It was some wonderful sitting and some great people. And uh, then I found myself in North Carolina. Uh, and at this point, my trajectory was, I am looking for a teacher to ordain me. <laughs> for some reason, I didn't think Colin was that teacher because he didn't look like what I thought a Zen teacher should look like. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> I was like, I need somebody. I don't know fill in the blank, but it's not that. So I'm looking for somebody to, to ordain me. And I was like, I need to go to Tassajara because that's what you do. And um, so Chapel Hill was transitioned for that. And I thought that I could go there and find a teacher and then live there for at least two years uh, study, maybe become enlightened, uh, you know, get a black robe and work my way towards, towards becoming perfect mm -hmm. <laughs> in some ridiculous way. Uh, 
it's nonsense when I say it out loud. <laughs> it's nonsense when I don't say it out loud. Um, so Chapel Hill, I'm sure you know Pat Phelan is there. I'd never heard of her, except to say that people had occasionally said, oh, you're going there, you should you should see Pat Phelan, Joshua Pat Phelan. Um, if you ever get the opportunity. <laughs> Priest there, uh, Pat Hiroshi, Jakukomo Farrell, Zenki Kathleen Betson, and um, Choro Carlo Antonaccio, uh, who's now in Austin. Um, amazing women. <laughs> amazing women. What a wonderful Sangha. <sighs> I was there for a couple of years, and uh, somewhere in there, there was a Genzo way with um, uh, Okamura Roshi. And uh, I feel like at that time, I was still kind of in this trajectory of like, give everything to this, like, throw myself into this completely wholeheartedly without kind of thought for um for what i'm not sure and as part of that like my first four years i was working really hard to sit full full lotus and uh i wouldn't if you'd asked i would have said no you don't have to but i absolutely had to um <laughs> and uh, once i was able to do it consistently for a period of time then I went through a period of, oh, I wasted so much time. I could have been sitting, but instead I was trying to sit full lotus. <laughs> and of course now I'm like, oh, it's all fine. <laughs> but, you know, if somebody feels like they need to, then absolutely, it's great. Um, it's very supportive and lovely, but it's not necessary. It was necessary for me. So I was, I had different ideas about practice and, and, um, Okamura talked about working on the farm and, uh, how he destroyed his body. <laughs> I don't remember if he actually said it, but it was definitely this clear underline of that was a mistake. What do I want to say about that? I think up until then, I really had talked about self-care and I posted about self-care and like I preached the gospel of self-care, but then it was like, oh, <laughs> I really have to care for myself. <laughs> like that's part of the responsibility here. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you, Okamura. Um, I skipped a whole bunch of people that were wonderful influences of Chapel Hill. So let me go back and say uh, thank you to the Wan Meditation Center, Reverend Wong Gong and uh, Reverend Zi Yong. Uh, thank you to the Durham Shambhala Meditation Center. Thank you, thank you to the Triangle Insight Meditation Community. Um, They'll help me fill the time. And uh, 
something else I didn't mention. It just came up. I was talking to Emily before this. This whole period, I still couldn't sit by myself. <laughs> like I had, I would every place I lived, I would set up a cushion and places and an altar and candles and pretty stuff, and like would set an alarm and um, would maybe make it once and then could not anymore. And so my calendar going back through is nothing but sit here, sit there, sit there, sit there, sit here. This time, here, this time. Because I can get myself in a car <laughs> and I could get myself into a building. And once I'm in the building, I can follow all the people to the seats. And when everybody else is in the seat, I'm not going to leave the seat. <laughs> and uh, it was important. <laughs> but I couldn't do it by myself. There might be a lesson there. Um, and so all of this time, like, I was sitting whenever I could with whoever I could. And, um, like I said before, just exposure to the most beautiful people, uh, people who really want to make the world better. So in 2017, I did a 12 day stay at city center, um, in San Francisco, on the direction of, uh, ah, yes. So San Diego, Amiglioli. Uh, thank you, Diego. <laughs> and that was in preparation for going to Tassajara. Um, and I copied and pasted the email. Dear Ruben, we are very happy to accept you at the 2018 summer work practice period and Zen Kitchen Apprenticeship at Tassajara Zen Mountain Center. We look forward to practicing with you. <laughs> I think I whooped when I got that um, and started packing and giving things away. <sighs> I don't know what to say about Sahara. I loved it there. I loved the people there. I won't say I was happy because my personal life was falling apart. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the phone. My two years got shortened to nine months. And I went home to take care of that relationship. I know that my life has changed. By every moment, all these moments, every moment changed my life. Tassara was special. My favorite brief story. Um, oh no, I wish I could tell you her name. Um, she's uh, 
Linda Cutts's assistant. Uh, she was helping train the, the new kitchen people. And um, I'm sure most of you know her. I apologize. And uh, I was being myself, which is to say big <laughs> and loud and laughing and foof. And uh, she came over with an invisible hammer and boom on my head and said, all of that energy here. <laughs> Which was such a different way of approaching it. Like I've, my entire life uh, had been, you're too much. You're a problem. Um, but to say all of that is necessary, <laughs> it just needs to be focused. It's like, oh, it needs to be here. So, uh, thank you, thank you, Leslie James. Thank you, Zenshin Greg, Greg Fain. Thank you, Joshetsu Lauren Bouye. Thank you, Fu. And thank you, Krista. Um, after I left and took care of my relationship, which was an incredibly painful, uh, mindful separation with my fiance. Um, but we're still such good friends and I'm so grateful. Um, it was an awkward time. It was not summer. It was not the beginning of a practice period. What am I going to do with myself? <laughs> Uh, so I was like, oh, I've been listening to, um, the teachings that are coming out of Zen Monastery for a long time and, um, I'll go practice with them. Maybe I'll spend a year with them and, and grieve and process there. And, uh, I said, Hey, can I live there? And they said, come for a month. And if you work out, if the month works out, then great. You're in. And so I went for a month and, uh, Saw some people I knew from Tassahara, uh, and it was a good month. And I told them where I was and how my things were going, and um, I showed up. I showed up completely. And at the end of the month, I came home to Illinois, where I grew up, to uh, get a junkie car. So I could go to meetings while I was there and to get insurance and to kind of get my life in order to spend a year at a new place. And, uh, I got an email two weeks in from them saying, essentially, never mind. <laughs> we think you need more time. Um, Please come spend, come, come to some more sashins, come to some more things, and uh, we'll think about it.
It doesn't hurt that much anymore. They uh, were dealing with um, one of their monks uh, was an alcoholic who was really struggling and they were having a really hard time with him. And I suspect they were afraid to take another um, person in recovery in. Or maybe they didn't like, maybe they didn't like um, that I explicitly said that I was going to grieve and they're so focused on this. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But everybody I talked to was shocked. <laughs> so like, <sighs> but it should, that again, changed my life. Here I was in Illinois, <laughs> homeless, <laughs> um, at my parents' house, um, between monasteries and no idea what to do with myself. Uh, and it was right before COVID. So I got a job. What else did I do? I returned to family. I've been away from Illinois for two decades at that point. Um, a decade in uh, Jersey and then a decade in San Antonio. And I had no intention of coming back. Um, but here I was. And I was ripped open. <sighs> I went to church with my parents, started singing in the choir. It was beautiful. It's pretty, at that point, by, by then, by now, it's pretty easy for me to do the translating you have to do, um, or I have to do. Uh, in a Christian uh, context. I've been doing it for years in AA. Um, and like, this constant like, wow, if people had told me <laughs> that these things had a purpose, <laughs> because like, I knew why we do things in Zen, right? I have these ideas about, oh, we do these rituals for this, and this is for that, and this is for that, and this is to, 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 to encourage this, and this is to help this open. And it's not that different <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and if I had known that was a path instead of an obligation, maybe it could have been different. Hmm. I started attending the, uh, the meditation recovery meeting here. Uh, can't see Michael again. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can edit that out. <laughs> uh, I went to Catholic service a couple of times with my parents, with my mom, at uh, the Cathedral of St. Raymond's, uh, Nonatus, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful space. And um, But, you know, it took me a while to find the ancient dragon. It wasn't until... Uh, April of 2021, I think, uh, Tiger and I sat down and were like, hey, who are you? <laughs> um,
when I was putting this together, I tried really hard not to have any teachings in here. Like, I don't want to tell you um, what the Dharma is. I can say that I've been processed and I continue to be processed. And it's all good. Thank you. Thank you, Rupin, for a very kind, humble, open uh, accounting of your of your way. <laughs> um, I feel very moved, and I'm very glad that you're a part of Ancient Dragons Endgate now. Um, we have some time if uh, anyone has responses or questions or comments for Ruben, please feel free. Hey, Shin. Um, Ruben, I just want to thank you for your generosity in sharing your story and your journey with us. Um, there are people who you know, they, the minute they walk into a Zen center and sit down, they just, they just take to this practice and it's like, oh, you know, this is it. And the, and that they're just on the path from then on and, and they know it and, and they feel it. And, um, and I, you know, I wasn't one of those people. I, I quit a lot of times. <laughs> I quit a lot of times. Bye, Jason. Um, I, I quit a lot of times and I came back a lot of times. And um, back when we used to have a kitchen at Ancient Dragon, where there was a wonderful postcard from San Francisco Zen Center on our refrigerator that I hope we can find when we unpack everything. It was a little picture of um, Suzuki Roshi out in front of um, the Page Street Zen City Center. And um, it said, even though you might only come here once, I'm quite sure that you will be back. I, I know that you'll be back. And um, I always just love that. And I took that, I've taken that, I think sometimes as a koan uh, for, you know, how can he know that? And what is that about? And I think it really is about this part of all of us that, you know, yearns to practice and, and wants that what we find in practice, even when we sit down just once, we, we find something, but sometimes we have to fight through a lot of, a lot of things to hold on to that or to get back there. And, um, you know, all of the times I quit uh, practicing, I was quite sure that I was never going to do that again, because I thought it was, you know, whatever. But, but I did come back. And I think that, you know, and and I think that, and I, and I, and I appreciate your sharing about how you, all the many times that you have come back, um, because I think it does speak to that part of us that just, that just wants something that we find. And even though we have to fight through our own, per, you know, greed, hate, and delusion, or our ideas of perfection, or our ideas about a lot of things, um, I appreciate that spirit in you that, that wants to come back. And, 
um, what was the, oh, what was the word? You, you do seem pretty joyful. Um, <laughs> that wasn't the word though. What was, what was the, the adjective? Uh, it was all, all joyful. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So joyful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is something pretty joyful about you. So, so thank you for being a part of us. Um, and, and, and welcome and, and welcome back. I, I just, I just really appreciated hearing your, your refreshingly honest talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I, uh, uh, one of the things I treasure from, from Tassahara is, uh, being told again and again, I, it doesn't matter where in the monastery I am. Sometimes I can hear your laughter in the mountains. <laughs> and it was like, oh, how wonderful. <laughs> because, like, that's not my, that was not my experience of who I was. <laughs> um, but to see it reflected or hear it reflected, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just want to, yeah, yeah, Ruben. I just want to thank you also for your talk and um, your your joy is pretty infectious. I think, and I was smiling a lot of the way through, you know, what you were saying, just along with you. And um, I I really enjoyed hearing your whole path. You know, all the different places that you practiced, and um, you know, what it looked like for you, and. Um, and definitely appreciated your honesty. And um, I think uh, um, I, I, I remember Jerry gave a talk too. I don't know if this was maybe last year and I can't remember if it was here or if it was the Hyde Park group, but I really appreciated your honesty too. And just this idea that we can be who we are, you know, within this practice. And not that I feel like with ancient dragon that I can't be who I am or anything like that, but um, I just appreciate that room, that room for it. So, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, there's something to like figuring out who we are who I am. Something to figure out who I am. And like, not in the Zen way, although for sure in the Zen way, like, <laughs> but also just, I'm fundamentally okay. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what is that nonsense? Um, yeah. Thank you. Ruben, I really appreciated your naming all these um, spiritual communities that you've 
communed with <laughs> uh, on your path. Uh, something I've said not infrequently is that one of the strengths I feel in our sangha, wonderful sangha, is all the all the different experiences, different groups, uh, different Buddhist groups, different Zen groups, other tr- groups from other traditions. That so many people at Ancient Dragon. I mean, it's okay if you've started practicing an ancient dragon and never went anywhere else, but, um, uh, you know, so many of you, I can see, have practiced in, deeply in different places, and I think it really enriches all of us uh, to have this kind of wide background. It's part of our deep DNA or something, I don't know, and... Uh, Yes, so thank you for that, and thank you for your joy. Thank you. For me, it was it was necessary. Like I needed, I knew I needed to sit, and I couldn't do it on my own. Thank COVID gift. <laughs> I learned how to sit by myself because I had to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so. Rich, rich world of practice. Um, and I'm really glad that I settled here. Ruben, for for whatever it's worth, I was kind of shocked to hear you say that you'd only been around since uh, 2021, because I thought here at least, because I I when like I've always imagined you as being someone who's been around here for years and years and years, <laughs> and then you, you and I had just like missed each other or something. Right, 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 right. Like, um, I guess that just speaks to your really helpful presence. And uh, and just um, the your the how much you add to the sangha that it, it just it kind of felt like you'd always been around you know like yeah. when when you're here um, so I'm very grateful for you uh, so just thank you for being here same Dylan thank you. Is yeah, anybody else in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wade. Go. <laughs> no, I, well, we're we're uh, running up on time, but if if there's perhaps one more comment, if someone was on the verge of volunteering, oh, Jerry, yes. I want, Reuben. I want to thank you for your talk. I I really appreciate not just your joy, but the finding of the joy in the pain. You know, it's. Even when you're, even when you're miserable, you're happy. And there's something wonderful about that because it, it equates, you know, the misery and the happiness is sort of the same thing. And it, it's just a wonderful thing to enjoy being miserable as much as we enjoy being happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, it was really wonderful to hear your talk. Thank you. <laughs> One of the first teachings Colin gave me was when I was sick. He said to enjoy it while it lasts. Um, <laughs> I really, for me, I see this uh, this non-duality in um, grief and gratitude. 
Um, and Joy's in there, but like that's those are that's where that's my 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 place of practice, grief and gratitude. Um, and somewhere in there is a wellspring. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Ruben. I wanted to just before closing call on Michael Soder, if you have any. Michael was at Tassajara the same time as Ruben, and I just wondered, Michael, if you had anything to say about your time together in Tassajara. Um, we can everybody hear me okay? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, I just, I remember, um, our relationship, my relationship with Ruben taking a, a little bit of time to form, um, probably because I was so reserved and, I mean, we, we, uh, have a lot of similar characteristics, maybe with different ways of expressing them. <laughs> um, but uh, we were the two newest students, so at the beginning of the practice period, uh, the whole ton was full, and Ribbon and I were the only two students on the floor, sitting next to each other, <laughs> and just having such a hard time together. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I mean, I just felt an immense amount of support uh, from Ruben as we got to know each other, and. Uh, a lot of the times when, when I'm really bearing my heart to someone uh, and sharing all my deep neuroses and fears and all of these things, I feel like, um, I don't know, there's a, you know, I feel like for some people it can be hard to hear or um, I'm always afraid that maybe I'm going to frighten someone. <laughs> Or something, and I, I remember sharing myself with Ruben and just feeling completely understood. Uh, and um, and seen, and uh, okay with uh, about myself in the midst of all of the challenges and um, that. I was trying to express to to someone else, and um, so, and I'm just so glad that you're uh, back in Illinois, practicing with Ancient Dragon, and uh, I'm really glad that you've been a part of the Tuesday Recovery Group, integral uh, support for that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. I love you, Michael. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, Wade, do you want to lead us in the four Bodhisattva vows? And then we can have announcements. I would be glad to. Let's see one moment. 
me put those on the screen in case anyone would like them. Beings are numberless. I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to realize it. Beings are numberless, I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable, I vow to realize it. Beings are numberless, I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable, I vow to realize it.